It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Welcome into the Seminole Rap Podcast. And we've got a bowl game. Uh, Florida State heading to the Cheez-It Bowl. Very exciting. Very, very exciting, I'm sure. In Orlando, that's great, I guess. Well, I guess I'll pick your brain before we get down that path. They're playing Oklahoma, so we'll give some pretty much, I guess, immediate reaction. The announcement just a few hours ago. So not a ton of time to really jump into this one. But we'll kind of give those first early thoughts. Uh, The playoff rankings, kind of where Florida State finished in the year. And then just sort of some things to watch for as it comes on. I'm your host, Brian Peller, and we got Max Escarpio and John Marchant, as always, on here. Guys, uh, always good to see you guys, especially for for hopefully a short one, just a little small time yeah. period. But, uh, what? What? I heard your feelings? No, I was going to say, yeah, you too. Oh. <laughs> Not for my feelings. Come on now. Uh, but yeah, so I, I kind of just glossed over it there, but it, it's a uh, Cheez-It Bowl birth for florida state that's on uh december 29th at 5 30 um i don't know what I, I guess i'll just post it to the group and john since you've already voiced your opinion your 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 voice has been heard already i'll go to max first uh cheese it bowl thoughts oklahoma thoughts whatever wherever you'd like to take us first i mean i guess it's just the the big name the big market that you're playing you're not really playing a, a team that's shown much this season they have some skill with dylan gabriel it's not just a, a thing that can pass over your head, but yeah, it's, it should be a win for Florida state and something that, that should make, I mean, everyone happy. I know it's going to make Trey Benson and Jordan Travis happy is that they're terrible against the run and they're terrible. They're a terrible tackling team, which has to make this offense just ecstatic. I I, I had the first, that was my, my first thought. Um, 
when I saw it was, oh, not great. <laughs> that's uh, that's a kind of a weak opponent. John, do you have the same thought there? The uh, the lack of tackling and, and the poor run defense? Yeah, 100%. Uh, Oklahoma's, I think, one of the worst rushing defenses in the country this year. Uh, shocking for Venables, um, you know, transition to head coaching role. So, yeah, I mean, look. I mean, you you said it before too, Brian. You don't know who's going to stay on either of these teams, right? Who's who's going to uh, leave or transfer or prep for uh, the NFL, things like that. But you know, these teams are mostly going to be the same as what we saw during the season. So yeah, I th- I think I agree hundred percent with you and Max that uh, this this offense <laughs> should feel pretty good about this matchup. And you know what's funny is, John, I feel like you, and I, correct me if I'm wrong here, you're in a, a SP plus guy, or you an SP plus truther? I see you nodding. Do you, would yes. you like to give kind of an explanation of what that is? Or you want me to read the summary I've got in front of me? No, you can read the summary. It's, to me, it's an advanced statistic by Bill Connolly of ESPN, and it's done pretty well, although, you know, this year is kind of a little funky. Didn't like Florida State um, or the ACC, really, this year. But generally, I do like it. And there's there's others I like, too, like um, FEI. Uh, this is a FREMO a Fremau addition uh, efficiency index by football outsiders. Uh, but S&P, S&P plus is one of my favorites. Yeah. So uh, I, I know it's something John's referenced before, and I think they it's, it, it looks like it's behind the ESPN plus paywall, uh, but I have it here. So if you'd like the whole thing, if you go pay for it and, and I give them credit for their work, Bill Connolly, as you said, um, in a sentence. So he describes it in a sentence as a tempo and opponent adjusted measure of college football efficiency. Uh, I created the system with Football Insiders 2008, blah, 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 stats. Here's the thing. He uh, And make sure he references here that it's indeed a predictive and forward-facing model and not based on resume, crediting for big wins, or particularly brave scheduling. No system is, well, predictive, blah, 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 blah. Basically, you know, it's it's a predictive how good you are efficiency rating. Um, would you guys believe me if Oklahoma is higher than Florida State? By a no. By a pretty decent number of points here, two and, I, a, I, two and a half points. I know you said that they don't like Florida State this year. Yeah, I'm. I mean, I'm a little surprised by that, even knowing that that for whatever reason it, the numbers didn't like FSU or the ACC this year. I think they're obviously a little off. Uh, I don't. I don't. Again, I don't know why. I, I can't explain why uh, those numbers don't like Florida State this year. Because normally they do, right? Normally they do like the the ACC for whatever reason. It just thinks the conference is terrible. I don't quite agree with it. I am a little surprised by that. Yeah, so I guess to sum it up, so Oklahoma ranks, their rating is a 15.4. Just by comparison, the four playoff teams are 36, 33, 31, and 24. Um, So pretty, I guess, big gap. Oklahoma is number 20 on the list at 15. So still, I mean, there's a very clear, like, top, 10 i would say and then everyone else is pretty far behind uh so even at 20 oklahoma is as a ways as being a great team but they are 12th on here in offense at a 41 rating 32nd on special teams and then 66th on defense florida state has a 13.1 35th on offense 31st on defense i imagine the reason florida state isn't higher is they have a negative 1.3 in special teams uh, but that is surprising. It's a pretty decent gap. I guess the the Oklahoma offense is better than I thought. Um, but yeah, I was kind of surprised when I was doing some research in advance of this that to see Oklahoma higher because I saw the line open. I think it was one and a half max. I think it was. Yes, I think you're one, correct. one, one and a half. I was surprised because when I initially saw the ranking, I was like Florida State wins by like four touchdowns. And, and I feel like I still feel that way. 
I mean, I, I think it should be around 14 and a half, if you ask me, or something like that. 12 and a half, maybe? Yeah. I think last I looked, the line was seven, right? But I, I, I agree with you guys. I think a two touchdowns is probably about where I put Florida State now, too. I don't know. Let me see. I should probably I should have the, the number right in front of me, but I guess I don't. But I know yeah. it was one by action network. Let me see. Florida State, oh, Cheese Bowl. Well, line. I mean, I know, look, I know that uh, Florida State against Oklahoma's defense has a significant advantage, right? Uh, you're talking about efficiency, touchdown rate, uh, you know, success rate, uh, running the ball, opportunity rate, power success rate, sack rate. All those things go into Florida State's favor when they're on offense. When Oklahoma is on offense, uh, again, going by uh, this is something that, that Chuck Blonde on Twitter had tweeted out. Um, he used again the FEI rate, FEI ratings from Football Outsiders. Uh, Oklahoma does it's kind of more like 50-50 when Florida State's defense is on the field with Oklahoma's offense. Their offense isn't terrible, right? It's a little bit left over. Obviously, not what it was when Lincoln Riley was there. Uh, but there's like remnants there of what it was before. And, and so Oklahoma has some uh advantages and let's say here turnover rate uh line yards per carry standard da- standard downs uh yards per carry opportunity rate power success rate stuff rate so you know look if, if florida state loses somebody like fabian lovett or robert cooper a couple guys like that to you know say they're going to prep for the nfl go to senior bowls they decide not to play i mean who knows you know oklahoma it could turn into a shootout i think i would still give florida state the edge though well, and to that point, we have already seen Oklahoma will be without their starting running back, Eric Gray, who's been pretty phenomenal. Um, I, I don't have his numbers in front of me, but as a DFS player, he's he's one of those guys I I, I tend to look for. Um, he's he's already out, Venables has said, and I think there's a couple of their offensive linemen who are also not going to play. So, I mean, that could be what have changed the line. I do see seven and a half from the FanDuel Sportsbook, and it looks like everywhere else it is off the board. Uh, I imagine they're probably – I did see the same headline you saw, Max, earlier. I think Action Network headed at one. So maybe that's what happened. We opened at one, and a uh, couple of the big names and both the big running name running back and both tackles said we're out, and then the uh, the line jumps there. Uh, I, I imagine everyone's going to wait, like you said, and just see who's actually going to play in these bowl games because that's just kind of where we're at with college football right now. Yeah, I think that's big, although like John was talking about, we don't know if what's going to happen with Coop or what's going to happen with Lovett. But when you look at the grades I'm looking at PFF right now, that Oklahoma had a pretty solid passing grade for their offensive line, pretty pretty solid like pass block. They don't have a good run block. They haven't had it the whole season. They have a pretty abysmal run block, actually. So that's going to be in Florida State's favor. Even if they have their backups in with Farmer, Payton, that's going to still be in their favor. So we'll see what happens with who plays, obviously. Yeah, and obviously, you know, uh, Oklahoma was – I guess the first to suffer those guys who are making their decisions and it could very easily bounce right back around. The other name I'd mentioned for Oklahoma is Mims, the receiver. He can, he can break a game open as well. Um, anything major yet? I don't, I don't imagine either one of us, any of us really have like major thoughts on this. Um, obviously no. great to get back to a bowl game for the first time since 2019. John, I know you've talked about that a lot. Woo. Yeah, man, it's fantastic. It's going to be, look, I, w- I would have preferred, you know, I said last week, I, I you know, I could say it was a lie. Uh, that I didn't care what the matchup was. It comes down to it. I kind of wish we had played Texas instead. Uh, it would have been more fun. We were the first time Florida State and Texas had played. But Oklahoma's a good matchup. Uh, you know, it's just, I guess in the end, I did care a little bit. But it, it's fine. It's fine. Oklahoma's a good opponent. I, I do want to stomp I'm them, happy so it's me. not Texas Tech. Oh, you know, yeah. That, yeah, that would have been worse. I, I agree with that. 
I did get I did get my wish, I guess. I, I did well ended up not really mattering because I said I, I like the idea of them playing in Orlando since you're playing in Orlando to open next season against LSU. Uh, but LSU also is in Orlando for their bowl game. Both teams, <laughs> both teams getting the chance to check out the stadium before the game. So one thing I want to talk about too, real quick, uh, while we got time is I think Oklahoma's looking at their schedule. I think you could break it down between really the first half and then the last again five games like Florida State ran there the last five games I think Oklahoma was a lot more competitive down the stretch uh, but they were terrible in the first half of their season I just want to run off real quick let's talk about this together their wins their first win they, they beat UTEP they beat Kent State they beat Nebraska right by a lot all of them by multiple scores yeah uh, but then they lose to Kansas State they lose to TCU they all get smashed by both really then they get absolutely annihilated by Texas 49 to nothing and then they beat Kansas, right? 52-42. That was um uh that was the was it Kansas's first game without Jalen Daniels? I think so. Uh, it was either it, their first game without him or this or I think it was the first full game without him. I think he might have gotten hurt the week before. Yeah. Right. And then kind of similarly to Florida State, you have a you have a bye week uh for Oklahoma, and then they kind of I think they were more competitive down the stretch, although they did lose three out of their last five games, but they're more competitive. So they beat Iowa State. They lose to Baylor by three. They lose to West Virginia by three. They actually beat Oklahoma State, which I would think, you know, 2013. I'm going to put that as their best win of the season. Yeah. And then they lose to Texas Tech in overtime. So their record, their schedule has been pretty bad, but they do have a couple decent wins at Oklahoma State and Kansas. Uh, I, I, maybe that's why s uh, and Plus likes them. I'm not sure, but it's kind of an interesting schedule. They're They're not good. I can't say that they're good. But, uh, they, you know, they, I think they definitely improved. I think seeing those scoring margins and seeing what they've been able to do, like with Dylan Gabriel, you can see that they can not light up the field, but you can see that they can definitely put the ball in the end zone, which has been a problem against Florida State of them being able to attack back. But that's not a problem this season. That's not a problem with Travis and his receiving core. So uh, that shouldn't be a problem in December. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Yeah, I definitely go ahead. Sorry, I was gonna ask one last question. Do you guys think that having a month off will affect Florida State more or Oklahoma more? Depends who plays. <laughs> I mean, that's that's really the answer, right? It depends who plays. Yeah. I mean, I could make an argument that even if Jordan comes back, uh, I don't see the point in really playing. I mean, I could make that argument. What I mean, what's the difference, right? Um yeah. You know, and then if you're if it goes like that, I mean, I imagine if he comes back, he's going to play, obviously. But I mean, if it goes that way, then what you know, what's the point of any of this? Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know, Max, you got different thoughts? 
I mean, just like John said, they lost three of their last five games, but both of them ended the season playing their best ball. So I guess they're kind of in the same boat right now. Yeah. It's it's going to be whoever shows up in Orlando and probably wants to be there more. Whoever suits up, whoever has the pads on. Yeah, whoever has the pads on and wants to actually be out there. <laughs> Um, I mean, Can't that, argue with that. that's kind of how this bowl season ends up folding out. I mean, and I considered kicking around the, um, the idea of these playoff rankings. I don't know if there's anything looking at it that is objective. Florida state finishes 13th. They are the second highest three loss team. Yeah. The first highest being Kansas state who obviously won the big 12 yesterday. Um, Clemson, the highest-ranked ACC team at seven. You are the second-highest ACC team. I, I don't I don't really have a complaint. I think 13's uh, a, a hell of an impressive way to finish the season. And, and you know, I don't I don't really see a major argument there. Anything on Florida State's ranking? I, I was doing some rankings for the 12-team playoff for another article, and I was seeing if there's a way that I could put Florida State at number 12, and there just wasn't. Like Kansas State wins, like it, a couple of things happen where you have Penn State there, you have different teams there, you have Washington, who's had a couple of good games. So I think 13's a solid place to be in. Yeah, and I have to agree with you, Max, 100%. I think that Florida State right now is playing as a, a playoff caliber team. I think they're probably playing as the best team in the ACC right now, uh, you know, coming off the, the, the win over Florida. But the schedule is what it was, right? You lost the three, you know, against the three toughest opponents on your schedule. It is what it is. I can't argue with putting Florida State over Big 12 champ Kansas State, right, to Brian's point. So, yeah, I mean, I don't have any problem with uh, 13. I agree, too, that it was just a fantastic season. Uh, Florida State is, quote, unquote, sort of, have, sort of back, right? We think that they're, I mean, they're there. They're 13th. They're in the mix. You know, I think that they're I think they could have done a little bit of damage in the playoffs. I think they should have been put in the playoffs if if there was 12 teams this year. Uh, but I can't really argue with the ranking and then being the first one out either because they lost, you know, Wake NC State and, and Clemson. So it's just really fun. Nothing to complain about on my end. Uh, and I, I'm really happy. I don't, who, who could not be happy with this season, honestly? Yeah, and I think on that 12-team playoff, it was the Rose Bowl finally agreed to amend their playing schedule. That's 2023. Four is the likely start for that. I don't think that's like an official official, but it's like the, uh, yeah. the uh, it's officially unofficial. Uh, they haven't just put the stamp on it and say, yep, it's going to happen. But it seems to be everyone is pointing at 2024. But yeah, I mean, you, you were in that soon to be system, basically knocking on the door. Uh, and I mean, when you lost the three games, the three biggest games you had, that's that's definitely not a bad place to be. Um, do, we, do we have any interest in the top four? I don't, I I agree with what they did. In case, I think you, right. in case you didn't look, it's one through four being Georgia, Michigan, uh, TCU, and Ohio State. John, any complaints there? No, I don't. I think that they got it right again. Uh, I've only complained with the committee. The uh, but uh, no, I don't have any problems. I think they got it right. I think it's fine. Uh, I I am looking forward to the playoff in twenty twenty four. The conference champs will get auto bids. I'm really excited about that. Yeah. I think this, it's the way it's supposed to be. Uh, but for now, it's fantastic. And I again, I don't have any complaints. I'm real excited. I'm glad that TCU got in. I want them to do well. So we'll, it'll be fun to watch. I just wish there was a better fourth team. Ohio State is the fourth team if you're going to do it this way. I'm a, I don't particularly care for USC losing their way out of it on conference championship weekend. But, I mean, if Caleb's hurt, uh, I, I mean, are they even going to be close to the fourth best team as it is? 
I don't, I don't like the president of a team like Ohio State sitting at home watching USC lose in a conference championship game and just getting to go in in their place. Be, like, like, you know, but that's what the, tw- that's what the 12 team t- playoff will fix is the conference title gets you in. So yes, it's important to go and win that game. And even if you make it that far and lose, you're still in if you're USC. So uh, yeah, I don't, I don't really have a problem with the four there. And I guess um, Florida state, well, go ahead. Sorry. Well, yeah. Cause on that note, yeah, it would be a kind of a bummer. People are going to complain that USC would still get in anyway. But I think the cool thing is that the team that beat them would get in because right. they get the auto bid. And I think that's fun because they deserve it, right? Um, so like like Kansas State, right, beating TCU, they should get the automatic bid and get a higher seat because they won their conference championship. So that's that's the stuff I'm looking forward to. Yeah, and it makes the divisions matter more. It makes the conference right. matter. I mean, like, you know, I mean, LSU yesterday was playing for nothing against Georgia, really. I mean, Purdue was playing for nothing against Michigan because at the end of the day, even if they beat Michigan's number team in the country, they're just going to still end up at the Citrus Bowl or the right. ReliaQuest Bowl or whatever. So, I mean, it, it, Purdue's playing to win the Big Ten, and the difference is they either play in Orlando or Tampa. Right. Like but, that, that was it. Right. But in the playoff, they're, I mean, they win and they're, they're in, right? And who, they're probably not going to win the national title. They, you know, almost certainly won't. But that's fun, right? Play and you win and you're in. That's that's just that's incredible. It's fantastic. Yeah. Um, Florida State wise, I don't. I mean, again, like we said, I think 13. The ranking is fine. The big thing you're going to be watching here is bowl practices, and um, I assume transfer transfers, um, and and I guess opt outs for the draft or senior bowl type stuff. Uh, Max, I guess, what are the names, the players, the people? we need to be looking out for, I guess, potentially coaching changes as well, if there's anything there. I mean, the coaching changes would be to Arizona State. If if any of them are going to leave there, if Kenny wants to take any of them, that's going to be some of the coaching changes for the Senior Bowl. And looking at, like, Fabian Lovett, Jamie Robinson were invited. So it's who gets tested over there. And then in the transfer portal, I know they've offered a lot of cornerbacks. They've offered a lot of safeties. They've offered a lot of offensive linemen and they're looking at defensive tackles even more than those defensive end that they usually look at. Uh, in terms of declaring any, any underclassmen to watch. Not sure yet. No, I mean, just uh, are ones who I guess are on the fence I mean, who maybe, who may be waiting for grades or any of that, any of that sort of like, I mean, draft grades, not like, you know, did I get a C and I mean, for declaring, for declaring right now, we're looking at Jordan Travis, Jared verse, Trey Benson. So We'll see how that lies. Trey Benson had a great season. That's only one season in, in college football that, that he had, so he might be needing to to be a more consistent running back, and that's that's probably what they're going to tell him. That's what I think they're going to tell him. Jared Verse, that, that may lie in his hands, too, of he had only one season, the Power Five, although he's been having a, a first-round grade the, the entire season, so I don't know how that's going to lie. They're probably telling him, that he has a first round grade, just like they told Jermaine, he has a top 10 grade last year that didn't lie in his favor. So we'll see how that works. And Jordan Travis, in my eyes, it's, it's leaning towards just a return because I don't see him as a, just like John said before. I mean, if he doesn't want to get quoted for this, but I don't see him as a first or second rounder right now. So if you want to come back and have another kind of improvement, improve those yards improve those touchdowns, then you can have a better grade next season. Yeah, it felt like he somehow flew under the radar. It's as as well as he played, and, and I, John, I think that's kind of your point. It's not that he didn't play to a a high level. It's just 
it just felt like he was never talked about and, you know, come back and, and get another chance. I, I, I can definitely see it, but you know, I mean, this is also get your bag time. If you, if you've got, if you're Trey yeah. Benson and you've already had your, your college football injury, if well, you got a chance to go grab a bag, go for it. Well, for all three of them, looking at bags, looking at the money wise, that's what the NAL is going to help Florida State. That's what's the NAL is going to help like all these different colleges is keep those players, keep those players like Jared Verse who may leave for the draft and, a player like Jordan Travis, I saw before, maybe it was like two or three weeks ago, he was listed at the number nine possible quarterback in the 2023 NFL draft. We've seen in the last, like, previous drafts, maybe the last two or three years, if these NFL teams don't really think, like, that's our guy, that's our even, that's our guy to, to back up, not just our guy to start, but that's our guy to back up, and he's going to start in a couple of years. They're not taking them. So I don't, I'm not sure if that's that he's going to go in and then he's going to be, he might be undrafted because at number nine right now, if these quarterbacks aren't told that it's happening soon, that they're, they're going to prepare them to start, or they're going to start right away and they're not being selected right now. Yeah. I mean, and, I, and everything I hear from this quarterback class is, it is okay. Uh, everyone's already kind of looking towards Caleb, uh, Caleb Williams, at USC next year. I mean, that seems to be, everyone is is preparing to bottom out for next season so they could go and try and grab Caleb. So, you know, maybe you get into that class where there's more teams actively attempting to get a quarterback or, or look at quarterbacks. And, you know, maybe that helps push you up where the, you know, a team in the top 10 is like, well, we didn't get Caleb, but Hey, you know, this guy, Jordan Travis kind of, it's kind of the same. He looks pretty good. I mean, you know, maybe, maybe you can work that in your favor, I guess. Uh, <laughs> I, I really don't know what else more there is to talk about. Obviously it's, it's not a game week. It's not really off season. I guess it is the beginning of off season, but not off season because there is a bowl game. I don't know. It's that weird window. We've got a lot coming up in the next month. I know, like we mentioned the coaching changes, the potential transfers, the potential for uh, guys in and out early signing day. Right. Yeah. Um. So we've got, we've got a bunch coming up here in the next few weeks Um. heading into probably about February, I guess. And uh, even then, we'll, we'll probably ramp up spring practice. So still a lot going on, and, and we'll get to see maybe more of who's in, who's out for this GZ Bowl. Cheese uh, It Bowl. Sorry, you paid a lot for that sponsorship. You deserve the, bowl, the correct name instead of me just fumbling through it. Cheese uh, It Bowl. So uh, I guess until next week, Brian, Max, John, that's a wrap.